From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. Father, tonight, thank you for such a wonderful opportunity to be in your house. We pray you will speak to us, you affect our lives, and that we will not leave your presence the same as we came. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah, you may be seated. It's good to see you tonight. Lights is an Esther's dance. Maybe you should play the song again. And then should... <laughs> yeah. I think when we put the 50 pluses together, she'll win the dancing competition. <laughs> Once I don't participate. <laughs> That's the only way she can win, but she she has the moves. She has the moves. It's a blessing. All right, we started our journey on the importance of the word of God. Isn't it? And um, the whole point is that the word of God is very, very important. You cannot be a Christian and not see the importance of the word of God. Um, we are people who um, have lived, some of us have lived around or have been around for years. You remember when I was preaching about seven great principles of big auntie and big uncle? How many of you remember? Yeah, it's still big auntie and big uncle we're dealing with. <laughs> and you see that for some people, big auntie is big. Big, 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 big auntie. What I try to explain during that season is that, you see, we are, we are born again. How many, how many are born again? Are you sure? Jessica, are you born again? Are you sure you're born again? Okay. So when you're born again, it is your spirit that is new. It's your spirit that is born again, not your um, flesh and not your um, what? Your soul, isn't it? Man is a spirit. He has a what? He has a soul and he lives in a body. In a body. All right. If you if you if you live in America before, you call it body, uh, not body. All right. And so when you are saved, it is your spirit that is saved. Then your soul. And your body, they are not saved. The flesh doesn't get saved. No matter how much gospel you preach to the flesh, it will never accept Christ. Never. Your soul is not saved. Your body is not saved. It's your spirit that is saved, isn't it? And it's because for many people, your flesh is an old woman. No matter what the spirit says, your big auntie flesh said, nah. Me won't do that. Me like that. And that has been the constant battle and that is going to be the constant battle every Christian is going to face. What your spirit is trying to lead you to and what your flesh and your soul tells you and most of the time, if not all the time, there is a war between the flesh, the soul, and the spirit. Do you get it? Now, for some of you, for some of you, you know, everybody is um, human. Everybody has feelings. Everybody reacts. But there are some of you, you are too sensitive. Should I say it again? 
Some of you are too sensitive. <laughs> and when you are very sensitive, so, so some of you are too sensitive. Some of you, you think too much on the negative. Where are they? Where are those people? Oh, cry. I can see their faces. <laughs> I said, some of you, I can only talk about these two categories. There are some of you, you are too sensitive. Any little thing you react. And then some of you, your mind is so much and too much on the negative side. You don't even see good things in, in, in a lot of things. For those of you who fall in these two categories, you will have to make an extra effort to use and to depend on the word of God. Should I say it again? All of us are human beings. All of us have feelings. All of us react. All of us have all of that. But there are some people... The feeling, the sensitive, their senses, they are too high. And, and, and you see, those people, eh, they hardly let things pass without saying anything about it. They cannot control themselves but react to situations. Even if they don't have to react to it. It's just like people who have weak bladders. They will just pee. Two minutes now they want to pee. Five minutes they want to pee. I mean, all of us, we have bladders, but some of them, their bladders are weaker. So they can't sit down for a long time like some people. And some people are too sensitive. Some people think too much in the negative. I'm saying that these two categories of people, I mean, among other, other categories, you will have to look, this, this word that I'm preaching, this thing that I'm teaching, you will have to take it extra serious. Why? Because if you don't do that, you will always always react to your flesh. That is not saved. Big auntie will control you all the days of your life. If you don't do it, what happens is that your mind will always take you out of place and the mind which has not been renewed. So, I was just talking to a few folks before the service and, and, and as much as they were saying what they were saying and what it was true I, ask, I asked them can you, you have to start you have to start to learn how to speak with a scriptural backing if you are speaking and you are talking about something and you don't have a scripture to support it what you say is not it doesn't work The word of God is very important. It's very important. That is the basis of which we can relate. Without the word of God, we can relate. Because then look at us. Everybody will use their mind. Everybody will use their feelings. Everybody will use whatever they think. You see the chaos that will happen. It is the word of God that tells us to do what we have to do. And so we've been on this journey for a couple of weeks. And we're saying that the word of God is so important that it reveals God himself to us. If you want to know who God is, you will have to go into his word to know who God is. You can't know God without reading his word. You can know God from reading the Bible. How do you know God? It's because of the scriptures. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. And then in John chapter 1 verse 14, the Bible says, and the word became flesh. And the word became flesh. So you see that? And the word was made flesh. And he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word is what helps us to know God. God is revealed through his word. The next thing we looked at was also the fact that the word of God gives us the key to life and happiness. The key to life and happiness. The key to life and happiness. I said the key to life and happiness. 
You see, when Jesus rose, rose from the dead, I was, and I was sharing this uh, uh, earlier, when Jesus rose from the dead, and he came and he found his disciples, they were still, um, they were still uh, um, um, on the sea. They were going fishing. They were catching fish and all of that. Jesus invited them to come in and, and, and eat. He had, he had caught some fish. And he was actually roasting them by the seaside, by the shore. He was, he was having a, a, a lime, a, a, a what? A, 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 what? Fish and lime at the, the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And so when the disciples went fishing, they came back, they saw him, and he invited them to come and eat. Then they, 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 they felt very bad. Then Jesus asked Peter, that's when Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than this? I mean, what Jesus was trying to demonstrate to them is that, is it this short time that I left you, look at what you are doing, you've gone back to fishing. He says that if, if you want fish, I have fish for you. I have fish, is it fish you're looking for? I have the best of fish. So the word of God gives us the key to life and happiness. If you want to live life, if you want to be happy in life, you have to learn to, uh, to look onto the word of God as a very important source of success, life, and um, happiness. Hallelujah. The third thing that we looked at, if you're with me, if you're on the journey with me, is uh, the word of God instructs us on right living. It instructs us on right living. I think that's where we are, and that's where we're going to bring the curtain down on um, this um, impartation messages that I've been uh, teaching uh, for a while now. The word instructs us on right living. The first thing we looked at under that um, 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 subtopic is that uh, the basic principles of right living, the basic principles of right living. And we're seeing that the basic principles of right living comes from the Ten Commandments, isn't it? And then the B attitudes, the B attitudes. And we want on to talk about the basic principles of knowing the word of God. Basic principles of knowing the word of God. And that's hearing, reading, and study. Hear, read, and study. It's actually hear, read, and study. Not hearing. It's hear, read, and study. If you are going to know the word of God. If the word of God is important, and if we are going to know the word of God, we have to learn to hear. We have to learn to read. And we have to learn to study. All right. Is that where we are? Okay. Now, that's what the principles of knowing the word of God, isn't it? That's um, hear, read, and study. And then there's another part of it, principles of knowing the word of God that I, um, I think I, I took it out. I didn't give that to you. Was um, meditate and memorize. Meditate and memorize. So basic principles of knowing the word of God. You hear, you read, you study, you meditate and memorize. Meditate and memorize. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. The Bible says that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night meditate and memorize this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth this is where scripture memorization comes in it is sad that many people up to today cannot memorize scriptures I said, it is sad that up to today, some people cannot memorize, they don't know scriptures. If you are going to 
um, be able to know the word of God, which is very, very, very important to our Christian lives, then you need to be able to meditate and memorize. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You see, I was talking about a scripture the other day. Right? If you look at Joseph Potiphar and Mrs. Potiphar. Most of the time, I think when we remember that story, we think of how Joseph refused to have sex with Potiphar's wife. Is that all we know? Do you know the story? Prof, remember the story? I think you were living around the area. Joseph. <laughs> I hear you. You're a Potiphar's neighbor. So when the wife was shouting, you heard her. <laughs> he went over to see Ogoran as a good neighbor of the scheme. <laughs> now, one thing that you will have to learn from that story is how Joseph did not necessarily refuse to have intercourse with a woman. But his major, his major mission or his major mindset was not to do anything wrong against Potiphar. Are you here? Or you've gone home already? Of course, if he had um, followed the seduction, he would have done something against Potiphar. Right? Indirectly. But the fact that he refused to do it tells you how he really did not want to do anything against the man who brought him to the house. It's a revelation. It's a revelation. And it teaches a lot about even loyalty. If you understand what I'm trying to say. And so, it is very important to meditate and memorize. When when you can think of the word of God, then it can also pop up in the time that you need it. For for, for many people, the, 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 the spirit is empty. The word of God is not there. So when you come to a situation or you encounter a situation where you have to pull up one of your scriptures to help you, there's no scripture to help you. Most of the things that we do wrong are because we are not able to control the old man, the old self, because the spirit man doesn't have much power to overpower or overcome the flesh and the soul. You, you, can, you, can, you can analyze it and see. Anything you do wrong, it is because you didn't know that there's a scripture that is against that. Because to know the word of God is not just to only read, hear, and study, but you also have to memorize and meditate. If a police officer stops you on the road and you have read the law, the traffic laws of Guyana, if you can't quote, if you can't tell the police officer that, officer, article 245 says that you cannot ask me to give you my driver's license. You can't win the case against him. Because it's normal that when they stop you, one of the first things they ask for you is, bro, where are your papers? Somebody said, once they have your license, it means that you have to follow whatever they say because <laughs> otherwise you won't get it. So if I know I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wrong, I will not hand over my license to you. I can show it to you to look at whatever you want to look at, but I will not give it to you. <laughs> it's my license, not your license. But all this is it's an argument. Do you know a law that quotes that? Without that, it is something else to you. I remember when I used to, um, you know, drive with a tent and um, it was very light. Right by uh, oh, Houston. 
Houston Secondary School. A police officer stopped me, a young guy. And he said, Sir, do you know about the tint rules? I said, Yes, I do. He said, Your tint is very, your, your, your tint is very dark. I said, What do you buy is dark? He said, It's too dark. The minister, the, the ministry or the minister has whatever, whatever. I said, If you say dark, what percentage are you talking about? He said, Sir, it's very dark. I said, No, you can't tell me it's dark if you can't tell me what percentage it is. Because I called the police uh, station and I asked for what is the required or the legal percentage of tint I can put on my vehicle. And that's exactly what I went to the tint shop to do. So tell me, Mr. Police Officer, what percentage you think this is? Then another police officer realized that there was an estate. So he came around and I think I felt that the guy has been to our church before. So when the guy came, he saw my face. He just told him, I said, carry on, carry on. And I carried on. He could not tell me the reason why the tent is dark. Because I'm sure he doesn't even know the percentages. You cannot win battles in this life as a Christian if you cannot meditate and memorize. Whenever I come off the, the Mirror Harbor Bridge and I'm turning left or turning south on the West Bank uh, Road, they have a stop sign there. I never stop. I never stop. And I'll never stop. Even though there's a stop sign there. They, they, whoever stops me will have to explain to me why I should stop. On a turn. It's not the police that put the signs there. It's the contractor. The police don't put signs on the road. It's contractors who do that. I was with Clive. Where's Clive? Where's Clive? I think one of the times that he, he, he were going out of here and he was in my car. And then, I'm sure all of you have seen it. When you are going, when you are about to get to Stanley Town, you see the bumps. It reads ahead bump, not bump ahead. <laughs> it's a contractor. Carry on to I'm sure maybe you may not even see that anything. Before you get to the bump, it is written on the road bump ahead bump. The ahead is first and the bump is second. It was Clive who said, a head bump? <laughs> As I you just realized this thing here. The thing is, bump ahead. You read from the top coming down. No, they say a head bump. Three times before you go to Sally Town. A head bump, a head bump, a head. You have to turn like this and read it. Bump ahead. That's why sometimes you go over it, you don't even realize it because. You see ahead before you realize you're on the bump and there's bump there. <laughs> Psalm one or Psalms one is Psalm, not Psalms. Psalm one, verse one and two. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat. Of the scornful, but his delight. So this is the blessed man, right? The blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. In the law doth he meditate day. And night. Meditation on the word of God is important to know. To know. How do you meditate? I'm sure school of the word teaches all of that. But meditation is actually to, to think about something over and over. Think about it over and over. Think about it over and over. Think about it over and over. 
I remember when David told his son Solomon that you should be strong and behave yourself as a man. I've, I've memorized it and I meditate on it. It's not very easy to be a man. A man is not just <laughs> a male version of a human being. <laughs> it is not easy to behave yourself as a man. I said, it is not easy to behave yourself as a man. I go the way of all the earth. First Kings chapter 2 and verse 2. I don't think you can forget it. First Kings 2 2. I go the way of all the earth. He's telling you that I go the way of all the earth. That's, that's everybody's, I'm going where everybody's going to go. That's also something to meditate on. Where is that? Under. You're dying. Everybody's going to go there. I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. I was Solomon not a man. Was he a girl? Was he a woman? Oh, was Solomon a woman? Are you sure he was not a woman? Maybe David was telling me she should go to uh, the hospital and do surgery and be transgender. It should trans, it should trans and become a male instead of a female. Maybe that's what David was telling him. He said he should show himself a man because the seat that he was coming to sit on, he cannot sit on if he's going to behave like a softy with a lot of feelings. He said, be thou strong therefore. Many people don't like strong people. Many people think that strong people are wicked people. When you are strong, they say, you don't have feelings. You don't care about me. You don't think about me. No, but if you are going to be strong, that is going to be the normal reaction. Be thou strong and show thyself a man. It's something to mem- mem- memorize and meditate. Does it mean that when you're a man, you're not complete? Yes, you're not complete. You have to show yourself to be a man. Especially when you're going to lead people. Especially when you're going to lead a woman. Especially when you're going to have a family. Especially when you're going to be something. You will have to be strong and show yourself a man. Men take responsibilities, isn't it? Some girl men don't take responsibility. Girl man. It's not me. I didn't do anything. It's Eve. She ate the apple. Who said we don't know that it's Eve who ate the apple? We know it's Eve who ate the apple. Meditate and memorize. The next um, principle um, under the next point under the word instructors on right living, okay, is obedience and practice enjoined. Obedience and practice. So we have the basic principles of right living. The basic principles of knowing the word of, of, of God, which is hear, read, study, meditate, and memorize. And then, obedience and practice. Are you following the notes? Obedience and practice. Obedience and practice. James chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. Obedience and practice. If you are going to know the word of God, if it is going to allow you to um, live right, you need to obey and practice the word of God. Obey and practice. Obedience and practice. James chapter 1 verse 22. The scripture says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Be ye doers of the word 
and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. The next verse. It completes it. For he behold, give us, give us New Living Translation, episode 22, 23, 24. Let's read it. You see yourself, 20, 22, 22, episode 22. But, but don't just listen to God's word. So we are talking about obedience and practice. If you are going to uh, be able to live right, because we see that right living is good. Many people don't live right. Many people don't live right. If you're going to live right, you need to obey and practice the word of God. The scripture says that, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. When was the last time you did what the Bible says you should do? Can you remember? Somebody said Jesus? Yeah, he's the son of God. <laughs> is there something that is going on in your life now that the word of God does not support what was the last time you did something that the Bible said you should do what we do is what we think is right for us to do that's what we do the last time you did what the Bible tells you to do was maybe two years ago Or if, if not 10 years ago. No, ask yourself. But don't just listen to God's word. That is what, that is what many of us do. Oh, ask for listening. Oh, listen. Oh, listen to podcasts all the time. Come to church, listen, shout, hey, hey, hey. listen to podcasts. But what about doing what the word of God says? How many of us are guilty? Yeah. Hey, Francis, are you not guilty? Is that Francis? You don't you, you understand. Andrew, I didn't see your hand. Media, are you guilty? Oh, if your hand is not up well, you are proud of. Andrew, I can't see your hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guilty. You must do what the word of God says. That's why I'm saying that we don't even remember the word of God to do what it says. That's why you need to memorize, you need to meditate so that you will be able to. So, oh, okay, yes, this is what it says. Okay. Do not just listen to God, you must do what it says. Otherwise, otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. In other words, if you hear and you don't do, you're a fool. How many will say that you you have been a fool? But you will stop fooling. How many will stop fooling? Uh, Ralph, will you stop fooling? You stop fooling. Okay. (laughs) If you just listen to the word of God and you don't do it, the Bible says you are a fool. You are a fool because your actions will catch up with you. You will actually find yourself in a place where you can't handle life because you are listening and you are not doing. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. All of us, boys and girls, we look into the mirror. There's only girls who look into the mirror. Boys also look into the mirror. I think it was, I don't know what it was, Andre. We were taking a walk in the Makana building, the washroom. Was it you or was Jack? I don't know. One of you. It was you. Okay. And then, you know, he says, oh, the, the, the washroom for the ladies, he, he believes you're going to put a big mirror there. I said, yes. And the boys also should have a big mirror. Why? We, we boys, we don't look at our face. Uh, yeah, we also look at our face. Some of us boys, we put on face powder and all them fancy things. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we all we all see ourselves too. Wanna see how we looking as we are going to the church? Wanna see how we looking? How many boys look at yourself at yourself in the mirror before you came? Boys. Yeah. Devon, is that Devon? Yeah, he, Devon says he looked at himself in the mirror. Why not? You have to look at yourself in the mirror. Pastor Joshua. Yeah, because you are coming to sit next to your beloved. You have to look at yourself in the mirror. Some people even brush their teeth before they come to church. I know you don't brush your teeth, but some people brush their teeth before they come to church. Because, Charlie, you are going to sit next to somebody, especially if you are a worship star, you're in front, and the bishop say, turn to the next person and say, uh, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> Ash. Ah, you're not wearing a mask. Now we don't wear a mask, so you can't deceive us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, People do all kinds of things. When I used to work with white people, I, I was very surprised how after lunch they would go and brush their teeth. I said, I'm a black man. I brush my teeth in the morning. I brush because I have to eat. I don't brush because I want to keep my teeth clean. No, 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 no. That's not how we used to live. You are brushing your teeth because your mother says, if you don't brush your teeth, you will eat. <laughs> so you, you actually don't understand why you should brush your teeth. So you are brushing your teeth because the, the, the teeth, the Milo and the big sugar bread that is there, you, your eyes are twinkling like that. You can't miss it. So, is that, you brush your teeth yet? No, mommy. Come on, go and brush your teeth. You are brushing your teeth because of the big cup of Milo. Yeah. Brush your teeth because you should brush your teeth. Many of us don't do that. Yeah. When I work with white people, then when we go and sit down in the restaurant and eat lunch, then the ladies, they have their, their things. And they'll go into the bath, washroom. Some of them even they are not they are not they are not even shy. They take the toothbrush with a case and the toothpaste and they take it, they go to the washroom and they brush after lunch. Oh. Because as long as you allow food rest, food particles to stay in your teeth and between your teeth, you are breeding garbage. Sivons, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are starting a Sivons company. <laughs> yeah. No, I was surprised that. So the morning they'll brush their teeth before, of course, before they come. And after lunch, they brush their teeth. And if they are going to sleep, they brush their teeth. But I'm sure you probably brush your teeth just yesterday. You didn't brush your teeth today. Because you your own big man. There's no mother to tell you, hey, you scrub your teeth, you can't eat. You eat your own, but so you don't brush your teeth. Because when you get big, you do things your own way. Yeah. A lot of people rebel and live differently from how they were trained. So when they grew up, they say, so I don't have to brush my teeth before I eat. Ah, why? Ah, all my life, my mother has been <laughs> controlling me for <laughs> that. Now that I'm free, I can eat when I finish eating. I go and brush my teeth. It's me own mouth. That's not by fault. <laughs> The bread is even nicer when you don't brush your teeth. <laughs> ah, and cheese too. <laughs> You're adding more cheese to your the cheese in your teeth. Kimian, are you there? <laughs> don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. No, before we leave the mirror, we are correcting what we think must be corrected. Oh, I'm telling you, if your, your eye does, is it, you call this eyeshadow? Eyebrow. This eyeshadow. You know the brow, sometimes when you do it, it comes all the way here. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> Even some of you, 
you make sure that the pencil is so fine that it doesn't go so wide because you don't like it like that. You like it fine. And then there's a point that it must stop. If it goes a little further, I know about what the boys do. The boys, when we look at our face, we're good. There's, there's nothing more to do. But if you're a woman, very, very, very good example. Especially, especially when you have a wig and then your natural hair is coming out, out of the wig. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Some of you take toothbrush. <laughs> I thought I thought the brush was for your teeth. No. <laughs> no. At all. <laughs> Wisdom toothbrush. And then you get jail to piss the hair. To piss the hair. <laughs> <laughs> you find some, some super glue and then you, you glue <laughs> you glue <laughs> real glue to put a hair to your face <laughs> and then put, uh, put the toothbrush to, to, to make it look like it's some <laughs> some use water You will never walk away when you see your face in the mirror and you see that. Nah. And it is, we are so, we are so careful about how we look that even before you enter the church, I, 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 I pastored at the church in Georgetown before. And I look, I used to look into the camera, the monitor. You see that when people enter the compound, I was always wondering, are they coming to God or dear? Well, I mean, you are coming. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. But when I entered in the premises, the first place is the washroom. <laughs> yeah. It's like what you corrected in the house between the house and the church, you, you are not sure whether it was really corrected. <laughs> or oh, the, the breeze has affected it. Look at, look at what they say, breeze. If you, if you could tell the breeze, be still. You tell the breeze to be still because you just did your hair. Driver, you don't have AC in your car? Because you don't want the window down. Because your hair, your the texture of your hair is 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 breeze blower. It's a breeze blower. <laughs> That's why you have to make sure that you glue it. Because by the time you from the car dress up, you get to the church. Charlie, the thing will be all over. Obedience and practice. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. What does 25 say? Does it continue? But if you look carefully into the perfect law, if you look carefully into the perfect law, that sets you free. And if you do what it says, 
and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. That's why, that's why we must obey and we must practice. Because if we look into the perfect law of God and then we really do what he says we should do, we will be free. He says that the law that says you're free. And if you do what he says, don't forget what you heard. Then God, there's a blessing that comes when you listen to the word of God and you obey. The next is, is relevant for modern life as warning to all. It is relevant for modern life as warning to all. So the basic principles of right living, the basic principles of knowing the word of God, the obedience and practice, and then finally tonight, relevant, the word of God is relevant for modern life as a warning or as a warning to all. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 11. The Bible is a warning. Many people don't know that the Bible is, 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 is a warning. Now all these things happened unto them for example. So where, where are we? Go to verse, what, 6, 7, somewhere there? New Living Translation, Epson? He says, and neither or 6, things happened as a warning to us so that we would not crave evil things as they did. Or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking and they indulged in pagan reverie. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. There's no coronavirus nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and then died from snake bites. So it means that if you put God to test, you can easily die like how snakes bit the Israelites. And don't grumble as some of them did. All these things are, are things that we, we can do. These are things that we can do. We can show and manifest all these things. The Bible is telling us that these are things that when you do, there are, there are consequences. The word of God is a warning. After today, it will continue to warn us. And don't grumble, as some of them did. And then were destroyed by the angel of death. Can you, can you imagine that you grumble and you die? Where, where, where does those things happen? That people die because of grumbling, murmuring, complaining, and you are dead. Not that you were sick or some cancer or some murder or some shooting. You just complain and you die. This is very serious. The Bible says that you, you, should, you should be very careful because complaining and memory can cause you to die. The angel of death was released because some people grumbled. Verse 11 these things happen to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. The word of God instructs us on right living because it is relevant for modern life as a warning to all. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't only think of God as a good God. God is a good God. A good God. God is good. All the time, all the time, God is God is also a God of warning. He warns. He warns us of the things we do that are that are contrary to what His Word says. There are things that will happen to us when we do not do what the Bible tells us to do. And in First Corinthians chapter ten, the Bible takes its time and talk about what the Israelites did against God and the things that happened to them. And they went through a lot of things that were not nice. And we shouldn't find ourselves in that place. My time is up. Stand to your feet, please.
Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, tonight, thank you for your word. It is so important that you ensure that every word you want us to know and read was written. 66 books spanning hundreds and hundreds of years apart. You orchestrated the bringing of these books together to form what we know today as the Bible. For us to live right. For us to know you. For us to understand who you are and and to better live this life to the best of our ability focusing on the word of God as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path let us not miss what others have missed by not reading by not hearing by not studying help us to memorize and meditate thy word O God is forever settled in heaven the Bible says let us develop a strong love word. Let us develop a unique love for the word of God. Let us find it so simple and easy to obey and practice what your word says. I give you praise tonight. I give you glory. In Jesus name. Somebody said amen. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, Please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.